Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I am so honored today to have Leanne Van Dyke as my guest. And we're going to talk about the civil unrest that happened in Albany May 30th into May 31st and uh, the unrest across the country. So, Leon, it's been quite the week, wouldn't you say? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the developments were so surprising. Uh, uh, one, uh, we don't, within uh, the last two weeks, you know, we had this lynching by vigilantes in, in uh, what was that, with Michigan? Uh, uh, with the uh, jogger being killed. And then we have uh, uh, this thing that happened uh, with Mr. George in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it mm-hmm. seems to me things are just, in terms of the police, are just getting totally out of control. I mean, what we had in, uh, within 30 days is a modern-day lynching. Uh, mm. It's not just a murder; it's a, it's, a, it, it, it's a lynching, and people are outraged uh, for one of what what happened to Mr. George, and two of how the authorities have mishandled it. So tell me this: you were you were active in the brothers back in the sixties, and the sixties yeah. was quite quite a turbulent time, and. I don't know how much it hit Albany, but do you think what happened last night was comparable to what was going on in the 60s with civil unrest and stuff? No question about that. And there's there's many similarities. Uh, One, the riots, I mean, in the 60s, we had, in, in, in one, in two years, we had at least 60, 70 cities going up in flames. Uh, 67, 68, and then we had the watch riots in 1963. But in one year, in two years, we had like 60 or 70 riots. Most of them were over police misconduct. So there's similarities there, you know. Um, and, And after a while, people justifiably, in my view, Enraged by the conditions that they find themselves in and the injustice, um, and, and right there, there's there are similarities there, and I think that's what's happening. As I said, what's happening with the young people uh, who went out in the streets in this last three or four days over the obvious. Uh, some people are calling it murder. Uh, I call it a lynching. Um, but but anyway, but over the murder of Mr. George for no reason other than he was black. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's insanity. So that is very similar, uh, similar. But what is different that I see than the riots that took place in the in, in the in the in the sixties? Uh, where most of the rioters or the rebellion or the rebels, most of them were mostly, I would say, 98% black. Here, this, what we're seeing 
uh, is a a rebellion and a riot against the establishment uh, that were in riots are biracial, uh, <laughs> and that's a big difference. Now um, you know everybody. Everybody seems to be, or everybody is, up in arms over the the killing in Minnesota. What did that man do to provoke the cops to him? Well, you you know, Cynthia, the plot is unraveling. And I was just reading today, uh, uh, Mr. 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 Floyd and the policeman who who had his knee on his neck were co-workers right. in the nightclub. Right, I read that. Yeah, now, uh, the the owner said she didn't know if they knew each other. I mean, that would have to, if, if they, they both worked there, one, the police officer supposedly didn't report, worked there for 17 years. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Floyd worked there uh, for a number of years. I'm not quite sure. So it's unlikely, unlikely that they didn't know each other. They may not have been buddies, you know. But I mean, I worked in 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 places in the state education department where we had three thousand employees, and I worked there for twenty five years. And I dare mm-hmm. say most of those people I did know. Some of them not as well as others, but I knew. I mean, it's, that's mm-hmm. ridiculous saying that they didn't know each other. And that's the, and that at the very least, that's something to at least to be looked at. Did they know each other, and what was the relationship? Mm-hmm. I mean, so but but regardless of whether they knew each other or not, there's no justification for this police officer to hold this kind of animus to a, 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 a total stranger, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about mm-hmm. a guy puts his knee on the neck of another person, which is a death hole, you know, and the other two guys, two police officers, mm-hmm. they're bending over there holding him down. Now, people say that they let him go. Yeah, after the guy probably, from my point of view, after the guy, uh, Mr. George, is almost lifeless. And then uh, uh, the other police officer finishes the job. To me, that is a lynching, plain and simple. And if that doesn't call for first-degree murder, I don't know what does. And I think that's why the protesters out there protesting is two things. One, the action of the police officer. Then two, by the inaction of the district attorney's office, charge this guy with with uh, third degree murder is an insult to justice, and I think that's what, what the rage is not not just and also the the rage is this has happened repeatedly over and over and over again history of this country. We had four thousand lynchings in this country. And there has not been one person who went to jail or indicted or found guilty of murdering, the, of, mur- of lynching blacks in this country. Not one. 
You would you so say I, first? Would you me? say that first degree murder should be the charge? I think first degree murder should be the charge, and that's what I think people are outraged at. Is that that's not justice? You know, Mr. George has rights, or Mr. Floyd, I'm sorry, has rights. His rights, his right. basic human rights, were violated. Then, in terms of the, of the family, they didn't give him justice. You know, so I think the, 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 the young people that are out there protesting, which is righteous rage, that's what I call it, righteous rage, was out there uh, protesting, that they even got madder when they found out that this one, of the four policemen, only one is going to be indicted, and he's indicted with the lesser the homicide of crime. You know, mm-hmm. we saw this before our very eyes, this guy murdering this person. That was intent. If that's not intent to murder, what is it? Now, he was alleged to have committed other crimes against the citizens of his city, but nothing was would, ever done about it. Um, and, and, would you say, would you say ahead, that would you would you say that the other two cops that witnessed this was just as responsible as the cop that committed the crime? Yeah, I, from, from my said what I seen, the two officers who were bending over uh, 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 Mr. Floyd and holding him down, because that's what they were doing. They weren't giving him a hand job. Excuse my French. Were holding him down, right? Mm-hmm. Were holding down and, and, or are just as guilty and should be and should not be accomplices should be indicted a first-degree murder. They were holding him down so this guy became almost lifeless. And then Derek, the guy who had his knee in, in, in Mr. George's throat, finished the job. Now, the other police officer who was watching didn't participate in which he should be also, I, I, I don't know whether, uh, as a, an accomplice, if not first-degree, at least second-degree. You know, and I said, I think, you know, like, uh, I, I was asked uh, the other night, uh, some people called me and asked me would I come to, the, they, they were going to demonstrate in Albany. And uh, they asked me would I come, and I said, I, with my health condition, I don't think it's wise for me to uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 go to be around a lot of crowds. Also, I said, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not as strong as I used to be. But I said, you have my, uh, you, you guys, uh, 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 my spirit is there. But mm-hmm. if I was young enough, if this was 40, 50 years ago, and if I was young enough, I would have been there protesting and maybe, after, uh, and, 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 and just maybe, just maybe, uh, I would have been told to throw a pickup of trash can and throw it through a window. Now, it's wrong, but I can understand the passion, you know, of this, these things going, going over and over and over again. And there's no justice. 
and they don't hear it. They don't hear peaceful demonstration. Society doesn't hear peaceful demonstrations. You got to get their attention and act out to sometimes. And that's when they, you get their attention. And that was true in the 60s. Without the riots, without the riots, I, I submit, without the riots, Cynthia, Martin Luther King with nonviolence, they wouldn't have listened to him. Yeah, they'll listen. To, you know, they'll let you demonstrate. If you demonstrate at the exact time that they want you, and if you march down the sidewalk and through the street stopping traffic, yeah, they allow that. That's not any threat to society. You don't take them out of their comfort zone. You know, you take them out of their comfort zone and you challenge them, you know, to do the right thing by your action, your willingness to go to jail. Uh, civil disobedience. Uh, and that works throughout the world. But but notion that uh, the establishment will listen to you, all you got to do is plead with them and explain to them what they're doing wrong. They know what they're doing wrong. You know, this district attorney uh, who came and brought these charges, he, he never indicts people for uh, police officers. And that's what's wrong with the system. The district attorney's office and the police work together on a daily basis. So they have a symbiotic relationship. And unless you push these guys, they're not going to indict them. I, I, I would argue that if 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 uh, the district attorney in Minneapolis, he would not even brought that charge if it had not been demonstrations. You know, so so you know, we gotta push these guys, uh, and and people people I I understand perfectly about uh, people being concerned about the protesters being violent and the quick protesters uh, breaking in the stores and robbing them. That's wrong, but there's no moral equivalency. You know, there's no well, there's the protesters did this, and so therefore. Are, um, uh, they're going to they're, they're going to lose their moral authority because they broke into the store. There's there's no equivalency between what happened to Mr. George and our righteous indignation. And if some of you, the young people, through their passion. Uh, they commit some act of vandalism, loot, 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 and looting store. Yeah, that's wrong. But they, but it has, it has to be put in context. You know, and I'm, I'm saying that people who are trying to, to say, well, they are, you losing your moral authority because some kids did it. And I don't believe that these kids who did it or young people who did it are outsiders. I heard that. I heard that narrative before, uh, also in the 60s. Oh, the people that are looting and burning, no, the people that are looting and burning, tired. You know, that, you know we used to say, uh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm all fed up, can't take it no more. And mm-hmm. that's what these kids are saying. That's what these kids are saying. So. And as long as we try to act, as long as we say, well, that's what I keep hearing over and over again, 
Oh, it's still, I support the protesters, but I see outsiders coming in. We don't need any outsiders to get pissed off about, about what happened. You know, we're angry, and it's righteous anger. It's righteous anger, you know? And, and they're, you know, so uh, I, I lose. Uh, 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 we lose our focus in, in many ways, but you know this this thing about putting the onus always oh, the it's we would listen if you guys just wouldn't go throw uh, bottles of water at the police. The police, right? Not all police are bad. But it's more than one apple in the barrel. These are rogue mm-hmm. cops. You know, these are rogue. Mm-hmm. These are and, and this behavior was just one time. Was just ten times. It's understandable. But this happens year in and year out. You know, I mean, enough is enough. Mhm. Now you uh, spent many years outside this country, and you came back around Christmas time, and would you compare what's happening today to what went on in the 60s? Which scenario is worse? Do you think it's worse now than than it was in the 60s, or was the 60s more violent than now? Well, one, uh, what took place in the 60s, uh, we're, we're talking and and the fifties. Uh, we're talking about a decade long or more of protests uh, 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 against a whole bunch of injustices. The sometimes the injustices are different, and sometimes they're the same. During the sixties, we were fighting over. You know, voting rights, blacks couldn't vote, and most blacks couldn't vote because it was in the South. Um, so the, some of the issues are are, are are different, but some of the issues are the same. Police, police brutality, we had police, police brutality in the 60s, we had police brutality 200 years, 300 years, uh, you know, uh, or law enforcement uh, abuse or whatever. And that's what we're facing here now. I, I think that in uh, here in the um, uh, right now, it's a little different in terms of the participants. Uh, I mean, what I what what I'm seeing, uh, which what I didn't see in the '60s, uh, was so many whites participating in the rebellion and protesting. Uh, you okay. know, that's, yeah, that, that's, I, I see a little, and it makes the police, I think this biracial uh, participation, it makes the police more difficult for them to be uh, 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 more rough on, 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 on the protesters. I would submit mm-hmm. that if all of the, those those uh, 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 people uh, protesters are out there 
and burning down the police station, you would have had a lot of blood. You would have police would have been much more heavy-handed. They have a problem with that. Uh, and, 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 and with that issue, so it's harder to put down. Uh, but the issues behind that, the open, blatant lynching of Mr. George and open with, with, with the, the, the police has gotten so comfort, comfortable and so uh, assured that they're not going to be punished that these did that these did these guys did this right on camera. It wasn't that they didn't see people photo you know, video in them. You know right. and this you know, this this uh, police officer had his knee on this guy so he was so comfortable that he looked right at the camera while he's choking this guy. Because he did not believe that he was gonna be punished. In fact, he had no reason to believe it, based on the, the district attorney's past history of 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 blacks who were were blacks who were killed by the police in the last two or three years that he would be indicted or convicted of anything. I mean, you know, so uh, and so this these these guys, these police officers, were not human; they're monsters. You know, mm. had no feelings, no compassion whatsoever. This guy is pleading for his life, calling for his mother, and you still choking, and, and you're so comfortable that you're not going to be indicted for anything. They're going to be indicted for anything, but you have witnesses. There had to be eight, ten witnesses. Who does that? Wow. You know? I mean, who, who? I mean, that's the thing. Is that these are, these four police officers have lost their humanity? It's like back in the in the old days, like I, you know, uh, uh, in the thirties and what have you, where they were lynching blacks at a rate of average of two hundred every week. They were lynching blacks somewhere in the thirties and forties. To wow. the point, yeah, to the point, sympathy, sympathy. That it wasn't, it was premeditated because they would announce, the lynchers would announce that they were going to lynch so and so on Sundays. And people would come and bring their kids to the front to watch the Sunday lynching. And they'd cut off, they'd cut off fingers and what have you uh, uh, to uh, take a souvenir. Now, how do I know that? One of the reasons, I mean, this is fact. The people who were doing the lynching back in those days were so comfortable that they wouldn't be indicted or convicted of anything. Is that they took postcards, they took pictures of standing at 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 the bodies being lynched. They took pictures. And they have a museum exhibit about this. I don't know, about three or four years ago, at the Metropolitan Museum. But at that time, those people were so comfortable that nothing would happen to them. That they took photos and shared it with each other. This is very similar to what's, hap- what's happening today with these police officers. This police officer who's, checked, who's literally choked, taking the life out of this guy. Uh, 
that that's taking a picture. He's almost. I mean, when you look at him, look at this. Look at look at him. He's looking into the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't don't look in the camera. If they think they're committing a crime, or if they think uh, that uh, they're going to be punished. He doesn't think he's going to be punished. So he's looking right in the he's looking right in the camera. The other police officers don't pay the people any mind because they don't think they're going to be found guilty of anything, and they're right. You know, and they're right. And looking at that, that when you see it, and and I and I also that society is guilty because we have created a kind of culture where policemen think that they can get away with murder if they murder a black or brown person. You know, and what I'm and 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 what I'm saying in terms of the significance of the protesters out there, they're black and white and they're young, they're at least 50% white, as I, as I see it. These people have to be commended. You know, we have to, we, I take my hat off to them. And it's not just that, it's that, that, that I, I, it's very hard that when you, when you, uh, you see our Governor Cuomo, right, who says, mm-hmm. who looks at these pictures and say, I stand with the protesters. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. We didn't have that uh, mm-hmm. uh, official, you know. So you know, it's it's there's there's a culture there that's it's almost like these two guys that killed Abra, the the jogger. They thought they could get away with it. Mm. Yeah, and, wow. and, and, and yeah, so. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to do no, a speech. We're, we're almost out of time. All I can say to you, Leon, is welcome home. Well, thank welcome you. Welcome home. Listen, it's you good came to be home, home. You came home to this. You came home to more violence and hatred, and it shouldn't be. But, you know, since it's more hope, I think in terms of when I look at the line, when I look at the protesters and I see so many young white uh, uh, people, you know, uh, who are outraged and, and not just uh, for age because it's cross-generational, you know what I mean? Uh, 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 I, when I, when I drove down to Nanuet, uh, uh yesterday, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I uh, uh, down by Newburgh. Right. And I was in the uh, 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 the restroom, and this guy, he must have been, well, he's a senior citizen. I don't know if he's older than me. I don't know if anybody's older than me now. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I had my time. Uh, but he said, I'm, I said, he, 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 we were in the bedroom, and he came over and he said, I just want you to know, the white guy, I'm outraged at what's happening, you know? Mm. And, you know, I think there's a lot there. There's a lot of people like that, not just the young people, but the older people. That, as I said the other day, 
I got a call and this friend of mine says, hey, they're going to have a demonstration and all, and they want you to come. And I said, I would Mm. love to come, but I said, I can't make it. But you, but you, what what, what happened is people outraged. I mean, we didn't get this when Evan Till was murdered, which I think was equally uh, the young boy was, 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 was uh, uh, murdered because of uh, uh, he whistled supposedly in Mississippi whistled at a white woman in the store, right? And they murdered. We didn't get this kind of. I mean, I mean, we get by the usual uh, 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 liberal suspects who who said. But it seems to me that what's happening now that people are seeing it and they're tired and. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I think that's different, and that's sort of refreshing. Well, Leon, our time is up, and you've been listening to Leon Van Dyke, and Leon Van Dyke was in the Brothers back in the 60s, and he was civil rights, and he's still doing it. Well, thank you, yeah. Leon. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, uh, I was yeah. talking to Paul. Uh, yeah. What? What did I think it was last name? <laughs> um, yeah. Who did the article? Who did the report? Huh? Not Paul Smart. The no. other. You and him did a, a, a show on me. Um, why? Paul. He's well, let me, let, let me say goodbye, and then we'll talk again. So. Okay. This is Focus on Albany, and if you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Oh, oh, still, I didn't realize we were still on. <laughs> okay. <laughs>